baby gate up in the hallway to keep him in the hallway, both dogs. and. Well, so. I'm going to record now so we can hear your dogs whining. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. They'll whine every little bit, but then they go back and they, they're quiet. Kind of like George, huh? Yeah, the only time they really bark is if somebody <laughs> would knock on the door. So if they bark, that would be why. And by George, the world may never know because you have a husband and a son named George, and we'll let yeah, them decide. Which one? <laughs> we'll let the other one figure that it was the other one we're talking about. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, do you want to go ahead and get started up then? Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> Okay. I'm Terry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet, Terry. Not yet. <laughs> down, down, too early. That sounds that funny. Sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. That com. Okay. Such hilarity and fun. This is uh, the podcast that sounds funny. And today is the week of September 14th, 2021. And it's it's almost Christmas. (laughs) It's getting close, I know. Uh, But today's episode is, I'll have it written there somewhere, Uh, episode 46. This episode, I am your host, Keith, and joined with me are... Yeah, I forgot. Terry. Uh-oh. And Jill. Yeah, yeah, that one guy and the other late. person. The <laughs> <laughs> one guy and the other person. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one guy and the birthing parent. <laughs> because you're not a woman anymore, you're a birthing parent. The one, oh, guy, right. the one guy and then his echo, because every time I say my name, my wife has to think I'm calling for her. What? Wonder what that would be. Well, uh, we'd like to open up our show with a recent story. Uh, Could be something, you know, what's new. You see, Johnny, I want to do new stuff, but they won't let me. Reading, watching, doing, classic family story. I have a a couple little things. One of them, I don't know if I should tell. I was going to tell it last week, but I forgot to squeeze it in. Squeeze it, squeeze it. <laughs> All right. Well, the reason why I'm not sure I should tell is because it may contain an offensive word. <gasps> no. That's many to choose from. C- considering it involves our mom. Fat, <laughs> <laughs> blind, ugly. What? Hey, well, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, we, we resemble that remark. Uh, no, she, our mom, of course, she wasn't like somebody who ran around cussing like a sailor or nothing. So when I say offensive, it just means it was a word that was once in common use, but has since fallen away from common use, unless you are a particular person of a darker particular persuasion. And then it still is commonly used amongst themselves. Yes. Uh, if you know what I mean. Start is this about end. her dog when she was a kid? <laughs> yeah, she had a dog with that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the neighbors across the street who are of that certain dark persuasion really are annoyed because they go outside and call for the dog. <laughs> it's like mm. almost like that country in Africa called Niger. Yeah, that's it. Well, everybody knows the N word. Everybody knows yeah. that. You okay. can just say that. So this involves that word. And so <laughs> there we go. Nigeria, sort of. Uh, it was Christmas time. Uh, and, you know, there's a, I forget, where's that place down there that has that? Uh, 
uh, Christmas display. It's like pageants of the, it's not pageants of the cross. It's like, it's something where they, Lady they of the Snows. And yeah, that's it, Lady of the Snows. They, they do have a pageant of uh, the cross during Easter, but it's Christmas. They have this big, uh, you know, very colorful lit up Christmas. You, you drive through it. So you can stay warm and cozy in your car. But whenever Rock Spring you, Park does a drive-through Christmas thing too. No, but he, he, at the beginning of it, or you wind the full circle back at the end of it. There's a, a gift shop. You can go inside and warm up and have some hot cocoa. And uh, our mom used to really like these those orange slices. Yeah, like you know, jellyfied, and they got. Uh, granulated sugar, sugar on the outside yeah. of them she just used to love those things mm-hmm. among other things she likes circus peanuts too and that kind of stuff but but they had a bag of these uh orange slices and uh, i never thought about it but i handed it to mom and i says hey mom guess what this is and she felt of them but to her they didn't feel like orange slices they felt like a brazil nut ah and she said and the common word. word for a brazil nut <laughs> Is a well, I never. I don't know if it's just Indiana people who say that because that's where she grew up at. She's an Indiana farm girl, or if it's commonly said elsewhere. I'm going to say it's commonly said all over the place. But she says, "Oh, a bag of niggers." Well, I never. Codes. And I looked up, and right across the aisle was a family of black people. Oh, <laughs> they no. all give me a look like, what? Did we just hear you right? <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't me. They're orange slices. <laughs> okay. That's either going to boost Embarrassing our moment, <laughs> to be sure. Yeah. More and more. Well, talking about odd words like that now, if your story's over, I was with my daughter one time before her wedding and we were buying the dress and the things, the accessories. And I said, well, I do need a pair of hose. And she looked at me and said, mom, I never heard you say hose before. I said, a pair of pantyhose. What do you call them if you don't call them hose? Well, mom, you don't say that word. So, sounds like that story we had a couple weeks back where you couldn't say the word ho on a gardening uh, Facebook group. <laughs> but oh, she would just couldn't believe it. She kept saying, Mom, Mom, don't call it that. Don't call. I never heard you use that word. And I was like, pantyhose, hoes. I need hoes. If I was using that word, I would be saying panty whores. How about that? <laughs> Look at all I need some panty whores. Well, just like when you're out in the garden, you can't say hose and sp- look at all them hose and spades out there. Bring me the garden hose. That can be pretty racial, right there, <laughs> and offensive and racial. And yeah, spades. That's another racial term, right there. For yeah, again, a certain person of certain color. So, Terry, do you have any strange? Who knew gardening was so so words? So, so (laughs) domestic terrorists are now gardeners. Man, add to our list of who domestic terrorists are. Camel toes. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I'm trying to think if I have. I I do have another one. It just happened in the last couple days. While you're trying to think, you want to tell another one? Well, go ahead. Okay. Well, actually, this morning. I was helping my wife take some clothes out of the dryer 
And she says, watch out, you got your arm in some flour. I'm like, what's flour in the dryer for? Well, it's, it's in the kitchen, so things get put there in the dryer. But she says, our grandson, the voice of the podcast, <laughs> got mad and he punched a bag of flour. Oh, no. <laughs> and it broke open and it made a mess. And she's like, why'd you do that for? Because I didn't know who would do that. And I told her this morning, maybe we should wrap him up in paper and punch him. I didn't know it would hurt you like that. <laughs> he needs a punch you wrapped in paper. You're safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a funny one, but you're just stuck. Huh? You can't think of that now. <laughs> I I discovered I've had some. Well, it's not bad luck, but it's like uh, I had. My swimming pool's been turned off for a couple of weeks because it was spraying water out. And as it turns out, my sand filter uh, at the top of the filter somehow is cracked. And so it spews water out of my sand filter. I had to look at that and I said, oh, while you're here, my shower head at the top is leaking. You know? And so then the piece up at the top of the shower, it would spray water out. I didn't know it was spraying water out over the shower curtain and onto the bathroom floor and hmm. filling my bathroom floor with water, you know, and I'd get out and I'd splash that, go, that we need to lower that shower curtain or something, but and so hmm. it get a squeegee the for the floor, huh? The shower head, it is cracked up at the time. I go, well, heck, you know, and he, I said, well, I got another one in the basement in the laundry room, another shower. You check that when he went down there, my basement's full of water because the, the condenser from the air conditioning is from the furnace was clogged and pumping all over the floor. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Hmm. To build me an arc or something, you know? It's like, yeah, really. So then he was going to, I said, can you get my dehumidifier? Do, do you have the, like the mice lined up two by two? Look, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's two roaches side by side, a couple mice. Two, uh, two, two dogs, two cats, yeah. line them all up side by side. <laughs> and so then, uh, well, I got two dehumidifiers. Can you get them cranked it up? So he got them cranked it up. Well, this ain't working. He said, well, your filter's all clogged. I unclogged the filter, and now they're just pumping away like crazy downstairs. Wow. Hmm. And I didn't know they had a filter in those. We we have a, a dehumidifier once our, our AC guy has our ACs installed. But uh, well, it comes with a bucket that fills up, but you have to fill empty the bucket like twice a day because it's so humid around here. Well, that's when that's but when we, us blind people don't realize if we're being taken advantage of, you know. But you know, he wasn't out to gouge me for money, ha ha ha. But uh, how do I how do I know if it has a filter or not? See. I Show it to us. So what we did is we just attached a hose. To, uh, my wife put a hose on some kind of fitting that's inside there. Right. So we don't even use the bucket. It, we just have it going to, exactly. from the hose to a floor drain. It's uh, next to. But the, you can hook a hose to ours, and it's too stupid. It doesn't switch to the hose, so you have to. It should do it automatically. I mean, you shouldn't have to switch anything. <laughs> well, that's what it says too, but it doesn't work on this one. It did hmm. for a while, and it quit doing it. So then we, when I paid this, <clears throat> got ripped off by this company called Tiger, and they wanted to charge me $11,000 and give me a, this big whopping dehumidifier. That's the one that supposedly has the filter in it. That one goes down my drain. Mm -hmm. you know, 
that would have probably emptied my swimming pool in no time flat. But <laughs> big old giant monster. Hmm. Dig me. Oh, that that and the furnace and the central air and eleven thousand bucks. I mean, that's crazy. You know, my house has a lot more floor space than yours does, and I don't think ours costs eight thousand dollars to get central air. <laughs> and, wow. And then my wife was sitting here at my moved my big desk up from the basement when the floor was wet, it slid a little easier across the floor. Is it a gas <laughs> desk? Your big gas desk? Big gas grill? Yes. <laughs> I moved my big gas, big, okay, desk upstairs. <laughs> and I, we put it right where in the, my dining room, there's a, uh, a vent in the floor and it's sitting right where that vent comes right up on your legs. My sat here, wasn't even sitting here for 10 minutes typing up a, a memorandum on the computer, just in one paragraph, she's like, my legs are freezing. <laughs> I said, take that big Bible and put it down there on that vent. It'll stop it. <laughs> 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 yes, you can flip it shut, flip it open and flip it off. So, besides the Bible as the word of God, it makes a good uh, vent uh, <laughs> baffle. <laughs> a vent blocker upper. Yeah. And so, if you move the Bible, mm. if in the wintertime, though, you move the Bible, you so, get all the heat. So, if you open the Bible somewhere in the middle, then you'd be like half cool. You open up a quarter way, <laughs> quarter cool. But then, see, when we change, when it's wintertime, though, see, then you take the Bible off, then you get all that heat coming up from down below. Yeah, it'll be nice. Oh, yeah. They have to block that Bible to keep the heat of the hell out of your leg. <laughs> The fires of hell are coming to get you. There's a Bible block in the bag. <laughs> but no, I have this this Bible that's uh, the New Testament's on CDs. And so it comes in a big, uh, like a big old album cover, like back in the day right. of vinyl records. You know, it's big like that. And it covers up the whole top of the register. So I, even if it's on a CD, I wouldn't put it there because heat, heat and cool can damage the CD. Well, Not I've already, I've already burned them all on my computer. But yeah, but if you want to keep them for any anybody else to use, storing it on heating and cooling is not a good place. Well, just saying, it's just they're just it's there while we're podcasting because oh, well. I know to ruin a CD, you put it in the microwave because uh, the kids have had a couple that I didn't like the words on them, so. I was told if I didn't like the words, put them in the CD for only 10 or 15 seconds and then it'll mess them up. Yeah. If you put them in the oven, they'll probably turn into a shrinky dink. A shrinky dink. <laughs> yeah, yeah there is, uh, I think, metal in those things and it will mess them up. Yeah. I didn't think there was any metal in them. I, I, I think that's how they... They had the technology. Whenever you burn one, it actually has little dye packs and it'll uh, permanently put a little stain, basically, a uh, little dot for, you know, ones and zeros. But whenever you purchase one, there's actually, I think it's a foil and they, they just have holes or no holes. And that's how they get the ones and zeros for your laser to read. But because it's foil, it, it's not microwavable. <laughs> right. I tap your microwave. Well, I, I heard a funny story on the news this morning to get back to our funny stuff. Sure. Yeah. Italy has 
an ugly tomato contest. If you have ugly tomatoes, you should go visit Italy, <laughs> take your ugly tomatoes, and maybe they'll win. I don't know what they're going to win, but mm. I was like, never heard of an ugly tomato contest. Before. I know. Usually you watch old uh, TV or movies, and they're like, Hey, she's a quite the tomato. They're usually talking about a woman that's really hot. Oh. Yeah, she isn't a bad-looking tomato. Please excuse him. He, he doesn't know what he's saying. He does, too. I'm not a bad-looking tomato. <laughs> she's really hot and beautiful-looking, not ugly-looking. You huh. have, you know, a, wasn't no funny news in, in Alton, Illinois, on Saturday. The, the had to break up a fight, which had... Huh. A, 70 people at the Alton Expo and they were all juvenile delinquents. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. I got some funny news. Today's election day in California to recall Governor Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. That's just news. <laughs> That's as funny as I got. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, do like we like to do and move on to some <sighs> holidays. Holidays. Oh, yeah, those things. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to yeah, I got my plan, but I got to find the right oh, day. Today because Tuesday is... No, that's last week. <laughs> September 14th. We'd like to go from Tuesday to Tuesday because that's how we record, as mentioned last week, just to review this week. Today... <laughs> National Coloring Day. A fun holiday, so get your coloring books out and color them all in. Color by the numbers or however you want to do it. It is Cream-Filled Donut Day. <laughs> and that's all the holidays there are today, so have a sugary, fun holiday while you fill up your coloring books. Yeah. Uh, September 15th, Wednesday. International Day of Democracy. Wow, we need that. I thought that was like 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) Election Day. I guess it is Election Day or whatever. Day of Democracy, whatever. I guess with all the hype, uh, what was it over last weekend with 911 and and, uh, President Bush giving a speech where he called domestic terrorists out and depends on who you are, he's Oh my gosh, she's talking about Bealib. Oh my gosh, she's talking about the people from uh, January 6th. He didn't make it very clear, but I think it's pretty rude uh, and undemocratic to, to call somebody out, especially on a Memorial Day like 911. Uh, anyway, um, it is also International Dot Day. Dot. I haven't got a clue why they even have days for dots. <laughs> You mean like Alexa device dots? Like DOT. Um, let's see. Relationship family. That's that's the only only tags I have to go by. So I, dot is short for Dorothy. So if, if your name is Dorothy, I guess it's your day. Um, I, why is a dot, dot a relationship? I haven't got a clue. You're supposed to use your dot and call your family, your relationship, uh, your sweetheart or anybody. <laughs> Or Morris code, send him a telegram. I don't know. There you go. That might work too. Yeah. Hmm. It could it's, be uh, server. Yeah. It's National Linguini Day. Hmm. 
National Online Learning Day. Wow, we had a whole year of that last year, didn't we? Yeah, the kids did, yeah. certainly. Yeah, I guess kids who aren't vaccinated can have online learning this year, too. Yeah. If you want to obey uh, our Lord and Master Joe Biden. <laughs> it is National School Backpack Day. Oh. Shout of Dolores. Everybody shout Dolores. So yeah, that means? It, it's a Catholic <laughs> day, apparently. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what that means, shot of Dolores. How does Dolores shot anyway? Hello, Robert. How are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we need some help. <laughs> Catholic people help us out. Oh man, it is Yom Kippur, which I think is related to Jewish New Year. Um, who had that last week? It seems like, or last Monday, something like that. Uh, September sixteenth, um, Thursday. It is a collect rocks day. <laughs> Well, grab your tennis shoes and empty them out. <laughs> it is get ready day. I don't know what you're getting ready for, but that's the day for it. <laughs> get ready for your annual bath. I don't know. <laughs> annual? You're going to take it whether you need it or not. <laughs> I guess it's an annual day. Just to get ready day. I guess you have another day for set and go. I don't know. Uh, Malaysia Day. It's like a disease. Uh, you know, there is as actually a country called Malaysia. I guess they have independence or something. You're probably thinking malaria. Now, this says right? Mexican um, Independence Day, but I thought Cinco de Mayo was Mexican Independence Day. They have, they, hmm? they have more than one. I guess they must. It is National Choose Your Chocolate Day. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, choose your chocolate. <laughs> In this quarter, <laughs> it's guacamole day. National Papa Day. P A W P A W. Picking up Papa's, putting it in the pocket. I guess are those. <laughs> if you got a lot of pawpaws laying around, you can, it's the day to pick them up and put them in your pocket. Sheesh, there's some goofy holidays. Uh, September 17, Friday, Constitution Day. And I think this that day because that's when the Constitution was actually ratified or something. Um, and, but, you know, that's a good day. We, everyone should whip out your Constitution and read it. Because there's too many people right now trying to rip it to shreds. So you better read it before it gets trashed. Yep, I have a daughter that told me that she's just ordered one online so she could have it and read it. She's like, there's so many things happening that I don't think is right. We're going to have to mutiny or something and get this country back in line. Uh, yeah, well, bunny trail. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever things like, oh, say the president tries to mandate something like uh, you must get vaccines or lose your job. That's actually unconstitutional. Whenever yeah. he says, I'm going to push governors out of my way, use my powers. No, that's unconstitutional because the governors hold the power over their state. I mean, states' rights is sort of kind of a thing in the past, but not really. 
But the the president has power because the states give the federal government the power. And whenever president pokes his nose in state business, that's unconstitutional. That's that's a classic definition of unconstitutional. Impeach, impeach, impeach. <laughs> and another thing on telling people you must be vaccinated or lose your job, there's really no way to enforce that because vaccine is medical information. The HIPAA Act says you're not required to give that. If you work in human resources, you're not allowed to ask for medical information. And so they really have no way to enforce that. Mm. Anyway, end the bunny trail. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of... Back to holidays. <laughs> speaking of vaccines, it's International Patient Safety Day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a time for a bunny trail. <laughs> Wait, I'm still national trail mix. What? I'm I'm sitting here eating trail mix, and you're talking about bunny trails. (laughs) It's National Pet Bird Day, eating that bird food there. (laughs) (laughs) She's September 18th, Saturday. Batman Day. I am Batman. No, 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 yeah gender confusion don't <laughs> want, want to go there uh, but no i think it's batman day because th- this is the day that the first batman comic was introduced umpteen num- numbers of years ago um let me see uh where was i it is it says independence day again <laughs> uh festivity fun historical it's one of those things that doesn't say what country independence from what there's tons of independence days all through the year apparently it's national cheeseburger day Uh (laughs) national cleanup day here's a fun one national dance day Put on your boogie shoes. Put it all together and you can dance with your hamburger while you're cleaning it up, eating it. <laughs> while you clean up the mess after you cook it. Attention <laughs> kids out there who want to cook your own hamburger. <laughs> uh, <sighs> National Day of Civ- Civic Hacking. It's a technology day. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of hacking too. Oh, I'm not even coughing. <laughs> Um, it's a national first love day Terry's first love is the cheeseburger I hope somebody will remember me I like the neck (laughs) Big Bang National Gymnastics Day (laughs) I'm thinking the Big Bang must have some sexy buns that's why Terry likes it (laughs) (laughs) it's National HIV Day yeah, and that rounds out the holidays on September 18th. Although I suppose there might be one extra holiday to add. Apparently, people are afraid that some Trump supporters are going to go and raid the Capitol again. I don't know all the details. 
I'm not huh. part of that. So don't come knocking on my door. I know nothing about it other than I've heard that. Yeah, I haven't heard that. So uh, it, it, it's to supposed to relate to nine, not nine one one, to January six. I, I I really don't know other than that. I I, I even had to search the internet to find that much out. Um, but there's some kind of scare going to happen, and they think. <laughs> Uh, September 19th, Sunday. Will we ever get through this week? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay. You know, they have National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah. This is National Meow Like a Pirate Day. Meow like a pirate. So yeah, it's, your, pirate. it's your day for your cat to act like a pirate. Meow, my days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think how would a cat meow like a pirate meow when a tuna fish uh, <laughs> Moby tuna fish yo ho ho in a full litter box oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh it, it, it's also talk like a pirate day so it's meow and talk both of them so you can while you're talking like a pirate your cat can be meowing like one um <laughs> it is wife appreciation day so jill you better appreciate your wife that day and that's sunday yay <laughs> yeah you better be appreciating that wife wait a minute that's <laughs> called mother's day <laughs> <laughs> well now not everybody not every woman has kids there are some women that can't have kids so this is where the husband's are supposed to appreciate your wife. My husband so, says I'm not his mom, so he don't appreciate me on Mother's Day. So <laughs> I, I'm going to enjoy this Sunday. <laughs> then you better rub this Sunday in his face. Yeah, it's while you're my talking day. like a pirate. <laughs> Arr, George. <laughs> it is a wife appreciation day, George. Arr. You better appreciate me or you must walk the, de- uh, the plank. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a pirate joke. Uh, this, uh, what does a pirate say when he turns 80? I am 80. <laughs> Dumb joke. She's <laughs> um, September 20th, Monday. Uh, it is German World Children's Day. Hmm. So uh, I guess if you're a German, this is the day you celebrate world children, or do you celebrate German children around the world? My grandson's birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah, September. You know what else it is? Pepperoni pizza day. Ooh, yummy. It is also national punch day, as in food and beverage type of a punch. <laughs> Not a bag of flour. Yeah, don't punch <laughs> the flour. <laughs> um, it, it's also national queso day. That's good. That means and cheese. <laughs> what's that? That's cheese. Queso, yeah. It's like cream cheese whenever they make it. It's a, it's a Hindu holiday. <laughs> Let's see if I can say it. Paksha. P-A-K-S-H-A. Oh. So however you celebrate that, you do it. <laughs> it's Respect for the Aged Day. Uh, a Jewish holiday. Let's see. Got to spell it again. S U K A O T Sukkot. It's a Jewish holiday. Sukkot. Sukkot. Sukkot, man. 
And finally, whew, what a week of weird holidays. Back the next Tuesday, so people can enjoy these holidays without having to wait for us to put out next week's show. It is Harvest Moon Festival Day. International Day of Peace. Mid-Autumn Festival. Mid-Autumn Moon Festival. Miniature Golf Day. National IT Professionals Day. And that rounds out the week. Wow. I think of IT, there's a, a Stephen King movie. Isn't that Stephen King, the It movie? Yeah, <laughs> our granddaughter calls that Scary Clown. Yeah. <laughs> she loves to watch Scary Clown. That's her favorite movie. Ooh, why? <laughs> we, uh, that's what most people say, but she loves that movie. You, you know how kids will watch a you know, six-hour Barney tape nonstop? Rewind it, Mommy, rewind it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's how she is with, with, with Stephen King's It. Mm-hmm. And everyone reacts the same. Why? This is a scary movie. And I keep joking uh, that she, she, she probably watches like Willy Wonka and is terrified of Oompa Loompas. <laughs> but she just loves that scary clown. <laughs> That's weird. That's crazy. It is, yeah. Well, that was a busy, long week. <laughs> I know. There's some fun stuff there, but it is time to move on to some more fun stuff in the news. Who's got a story they'd like to tell? You go first. Girls go first. Girls go first. Okay, okay. Well, my first story happened in Illinois at the <gasps> state <gasps> fair. Uh, state somebody fair. lost an item at the state fair. Mine? <laughs> Their mine could have been. <laughs> the pants. Oh. A fairgoer lost their false teeth. I'm not oh. sure why would you take out your false teeth at the <laughs> wonderfully clean state fair. I mean, you got to have men to eat. I was thinking maybe they took them out to eat. And then I thought, no, you need those things in there to eat. Well, you know, so they I- have those taffy pulling machines and you can buy fresh uh, taffy oh, maybe they caught they... eating taffy and it just pulled her teeth out of their mouth yeah could I, i've be. lost cavities that way <laughs> <laughs> eating some taffy wow. and, Ow! and you have this all crumbly stuff and taffy and you have a hole in your tooth like what happened <laughs> well somebody had flagged down the state police and give them a pair of false teeth that they found in the conservation world area i don't know what area that is conservation of world area mm. so i don't mm. know i, I, I didn't go to the state for this year i don't know hi yeah. right. hey costello listen there, there's somebody at the door i wonder who it is <laughs> fellas guess who's walked in from the sunny paper it's well who does he think he is who are you i'm your family godmother Mac. kid's really getting sharp ain't no stopping him since he won first prize for his tapioca pudding at the pomona fair I knew it. I, I could have. I, I hit the button to go back in, and I went to get some more coffee, and I lost my false teeth. Oh no! You were at the state fair, right? <laughs> Hope we didn't, I didn't poop go them to out. The state fair. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it does say at the end of the article that the teeth were reunited with the correct owners, and I'm sure they were very happy to have their smile back. It wasn't me. Remember, I swallowed my teeth. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure we told that story on this podcast before, but I don't know. It's probably pretty early on. Yeah, we might have to revisit that and let people know what we're talking about. <laughs> For new listeners out there who want to hear a gross story about poop <laughs> and teeth. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, that's the end of my first story. So if you guys, whoever uh, wants to go so next, I'll just think I can just imagine the guy eating some food, I'm missing something. <laughs> Wonder what happened to my teeth. That's anyway, the... uh, do you have one, Terry? <laughs> yeah. Last week I did a story about a stranded. Well, it was a dolphin that was swimming around the neighborhood. Yeah, and. This uh, in the the stranded dolphin was rescued. They, uh, as the water receded, it was stranded in this people's pond in their backyard. Sea World rescuers said the the crew worked together with the National Oceanic Rescue. And they were able to lift the dolphin out and transport it back to the wild. Yeah, I, I could just see the neighbors. Is that a koi pond you have in your yard? That's a big koi fish in there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you know, they, they, they lifted it out and took it to the the shore, and you know, it, it didn't do the jump out of the pond like free willy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad I got rescued because I'm sure I wouldn't have survived there. Right. Yeah. And it's deeper to swim with dolphins in because it cost me an arm and a leg to swim with sharks. Uh-huh. If they would have had a, a saltwater swimming pool or a saltwater pond, maybe maybe it could have lived it for a while. Just throw out, throw out some iodized salt in there, get a, a Morton salt, <laughs> and shake it in. Yeah, I don't know why that would make a huge ordeal because, I mean, porpoises and the whales, they, they breathe air unless the salt water does something special to their skin or something. I don't know. It keeps them moisturized. <laughs> uh, maybe. It's in the ocean. It's a beauty treatment compounded according to the prescription of a famous skin no, specialist. Jump pretty high to land in here's something to remember. It's like oil of the fish. But then like how the Mississippi, you know, those big rivers flow into the ocean and they can just swim up and you know, go through all the lock and dams and stuff. Yeah, because they get used to that brackish water and they can go further up than they ought to. Yeah. Well, I have, I don't have a lot of stories this week. Um, I do have one about Al Capone. Oh, his, what did he do recently? <laughs> well, uh, hmm, he came back from the dead, I guess. <laughs> that means you're killing them, Andy. No, his, uh, buried at. <laughs> well, his uh, Florida home is being, uh, I think, demolished. And um, yes, it's what it says, slated for demolition. Miami Beach, Florida. Um, the South Florida house uh, that Al Capone owned for nearly two decades and died in in his you know, later years is uh, up for sale and it's going to be torn down. Um, the new owners of the beach house plan to 
demolish it after buying it for $10 million. Wow. <laughs> You're going to pay $10 million for a house and tear it down? <laughs> What's up with that? Uh, but uh, one of the owners told the local newspaper that the house is about three feet below sea level. Uh, and there's flood damage, standing water underneath. Uh, and they plan to build a two-story model of a house on the same spot. Uh, eight bedrooms, two bathrooms, or eight, eight ugh, one more time. Eight bedrooms, eight bathrooms, a jacuzzi, and a sauna. So they're going to tear it down, but they're going to rebuild. Uh-huh. It's a piece of crap, they say. <laughs> <laughs> Al Capone's house was a piece of crap. It's a disgrace to Miami Beach. Um, and uh, it goes on to what the business partners are going to do with the house. Uh, at the same time, some other relatives of Al Capone are going to auction off some of his uh, artifacts and memorabilia out in California. Because I, I read a biography some time ago now on Al Capone. He actually planned to get out of the gangster biz and move to California, but Californians are like, no, we don't want your kind here. And so <laughs> he moved to Florida. He bought this house and he would, uh, but is, he would keep uh, going back to Chicago. So it really became a vacation spot for him. Is Geraldo Rivera's not going to do another special, is he? Live on TV, opening his Al Capone's basement. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that was a flop the first time around. So Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Al Capone uh, famously, he had syphilis and he was on a slow mental decline. And after he got out of Alcatraz, after spending, I don't know, five or 10 years there uh, for tax evasion, he had, his mental state had declined so much that he really wasn't good for squat. And so he effectively retired and spent his last you know, 10 or so years in Florida until he died. Yeah. In, Sad 2000, in 2007, they secretly moved, removed, they moved his body to Mount Carmel Cemetery in Chicago, hmm. back to his old stomping grounds there. He's buried in the family plot there. I know right where his gravesite is. If anybody's interested, I can tell you. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he did, did, didn't you say that you visited there and they, right when i was up at heinz uh learning with my talking gps me and my instructor went to the cemetery because she heard he was secretly buried moved there and so we went and found his grave site and then i put a point of interest there on his grave uh where there's a couple big old fat cigars on his tombstone his tombstone's actually flat on the ground so it's not gaudy and stuff but his family pot oh gosh they got some that sticks up you know the big tall stone markers that they're taller than i am you know yeah and you know whenever you told me i'll be like i'd be tempted to swipe one of those cigars yeah, then you probably get shot by <laughs> but then he, they, they probably got spies out there get that snipers watching. don't you touch that cigar boy <laughs> we don't mind if you're happy oh, do we oh. fellas <laughs> <laughs> That means they don't mind, Andy. Oh, does it? We'll shoot you. <laughs> That's for the big guy, Scarface. Leave it alone. <laughs> you know, some some cemeteries out here on the tombstones for kids. They used to put toys out there. And we used to go play with them. I don't remember that, but I'll take. I used to. 
They mm. hot wheel cars out there on the tombstone. We play with them and leave them there. Here you go. I'll leave your toy here for you. <laughs> don't take that kid's toy. I, I don't remember <laughs> doing that, but. Okay. Well, my next okay. story's kind of got to do with smuggling, talking about gangsters. Uh-oh. Um, there was Smug- some something at the border, uh, custom, custom people, what are, I forget what they're called now. Custom Stopped agents? A vehicle. Yeah, they stopped a vehicle along the Checkpoint. border. Checkpoint. Checkpoint, yep. A Nissan was pulled over and they were searching the car. And they found 22 red packages in the trunk of this Uh-oh. vehicle. And they were, it was 22 rolls of red packages. And it turned out to be 194 pounds of dun, 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 contraband Mexican baloney. Bacon. <laughs> For your guarantee of protection, Swift's premium franks now come to you cellophane wrapped in handy one pound packages. <laughs> that, that, that's a thing, huh? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Come <laughs> smuggle that is, meat. It is prohibited because it is made in Mexico and they don't use the same F. Uh, what they is it? The F- same packing standard. Processing. Well, they don't use the same processing, I guess, and it's not uh, regulated through our country where they check everything 500 it, times. It's not like USDA grade A. It's like yes, grade that's E or one something. Of the things. Yeah. yeah, there's a few so, items, a couple, so, a bunch of items you can't bring across the border. Back so you're here. saying some Mexican was trying to hide the baloney in America. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought it was a funniest thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you think of like drugs or you know human trafficking, but wow, baloney. Human trafficking, well, not human, but animal trafficking of baloney. But the baloney was confiscated and destroyed, and the guy got fined five hundred dollars. How many sandwiches would that destroyed baloney make? Huh? They probably had lunch for all the custom agents for like a week. Um, if you that let them on. know you're bringing it, it's supposed to be okay. But if you don't, you get fined from what he, George was reading me this article. So that's what I'm assuming. You know, you can bring stuff like from other countries. I know you can't bring <laughs> cheese in from Europe because they don't check it as well. And there's live it's, cultures. It's imported. Or, yeah. Imported cheese. It's, it's fine gourmet imported cheese. This is fine gourmet imported Mexican bologna. <laughs> But I was thinking, what if this person was bringing it all just for him? You know, he could have made it in How many Mexico pounds? in 194 <laughs> <laughs> lifetime supply, I guess, for one person. Yeah, he's stocking up for the winter, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doomsday prepper. <laughs> uh, I need some, some bologna jerky out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Who was next, you or me? Well, we we had kids back in the day when they were, I don't know, probably preschool age, and they'd have a bologna sandwich. And they they weren't supposed to, but they go into the living room to watch TV, and then you would see that they're done. Well, a week later, you'd find a, a desiccated bologna sandwich crammed between couch cushions. Like, what? oh my, what in the world? <laughs> I was saving that for later. Like, you're kidding me? No, this is going to be trash. <laughs> Oh dear. But it's good when it gets that way. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> no. 
That's your turn now, Terry. All of our kids have survived. It keeps them regular. (laughs) They didn't get the squirt. Yeah, I guess. My next news headline says, Lawn mowing goats and rams escape neighborhood. They were starting their own business. business. (laughs) There's a... In Southfield, Michigan... The police rounded up a herd of goats and rams that were hired to um, clear an overgrowth in lawns in Michigan. So it's a real thing, apparently. Well, next time, send a bunch of goats over to your stepdaughter's house. Uh, and let well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been cheaper than the $175 I just paid the guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that on farms, people would do that. I mean, you put sheeps and goats out because they, they keep your grass cut really close. To Not only that, but here it says, you know, they, they eat up all the grass. They leave some fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But their little hooves also air up in the lawn. exhaust. Oh, that's <laughs> they, good. They aerate your lawn, yeah. they leave fertilizer, and they eat all the grass. And so, and, and Billy goats eat just about anything, it didn't have to be grass. So, if your kids they, have lawn toys out there, some <laughs> of them uh, escaped from the yard and they were spotted in town crossing the road. <laughs> 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 There was chasing the chickens. <laughs> they were going over there to eat more grass. A lawnmower was fertilized in the neighborhood. A yeah. lawnmowing goat went to a bar. <laughs> the police rounded them up and put them all back together. And uh, now they're back home with their dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny yeah i I, I always wondered if i could get some here you know because here in south roxana this is a village you know we live in the village so live in the village maybe we need to have some uh, goats in the village and we were driving down the road right over here on by main street there's a flock of chickens (laughs) crossing the road (laughs) real (laughs) i think uh, even if it's way bad, there's probably city ordinances against having like horses in town. That's why they always had those horse corrals south of town. But yeah, I, I don't know that anyone's ever asked about having chickens or. There's, there's some couple houses out here in town. They got chicken coops. They got yeah. not supposed to. Well, as long as it's the... here's here's the difference. Mm-hmm. You you can't raise chickens. To, for eggs or to to eat them, but you can have them for a pet. Oh, my pet died. Let's give it a funeral in the oven. That's what a lot of people <laughs> do. They get them for the, the eggs. Right. Yeah, my, my pet keeps leaving these little white round things all over the yard. I gotta pick them up. <laughs> Who's going to come around and enforce it? Yeah. 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 Anyway, so. The, the, and, and that's it right there is, is there may or may not be a law, but who enforces the law and is it really that important? You know, it, it could be like one of those goofy, dumb laws that you had on the show <laughs> all back. Like, yeah, that's weird, but who enforces that stuff? Anyway, I only have one more. Uh, I, I do have some ask the host questions. So I, I, I purposely didn't look for too many more stories. 
But my next one is called Scratch, Win, Run. Cops mm-hmm. seek a man who snatched a lottery ticket and drove away. And this happened in Italy. Uh, Italian police said that they're looking for a tobacco shop manager who allegedly drove off on his motor scooter after a customer turned in a scratch and win card, uh, which had clinched the top prize of about how many euros? Let's see, 500,000 euros. Wow. Um, and, um, yeah, so this guy gets a scratch-off ticket, turns in, hey, I won. He gives it to the clerk who looks at it and says, hey, manager, come over here and look at this. The manager looked at it, took the ticket, went out the door, drove away on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> so, the guy didn't get their prize winning. Um, to summarize the story, basically the, they reported to Lotto, and the Lotto Commission has put a stop to any payouts on any tickets sold at this particular tobacco store. So huh. even if a guy does try to cash a ticket, they're going to catch him and it won't be worth anything. Yeah. At, at, the, at this point, I don't know if they have caught him or not, but yeah. yeah, that's one way to catch the criminal while he's trying to cash in that winning and they know he's going to be arrested or you think now, he would know. unless he managed to cash it in before they put the stop on it that would be the yeah. only thing if he was quick on the draw with that yeah. but that's all, all my stores i have for the week like i said i do have some ask the host questions i've got one more but if you want we can go ahead and move yeah, you, you can do one i mean you're gonna have to where's the, the where's the retrobots at Oh, I think you're busy with the space battle. Oh no. What is that? It sounds like Jill is being attacked by killer dogs. Shouldn't we do something? No time for that. We have problems of our own. I guess Jill is on her own then. Look out. Yeah. That was a close one. Who knew podcasting was so dangerous? I sure hope Jill came through with her dogs okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, I have. I, I think I we're have rescued been... from the dogs now. Woo. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we've lost Jill. I hope Jill got ate her. by the dogs. She got ate by the dogs. I, I have become a dog poop. Uh, my last story takes place in Florida, and I was just rereading through it because I just wanted to double check because it says that a tree branch fell into a home and a swarm of bees filled the home. And I was just wondering if it was the same house that had that oak tree built through the center of it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, could be. But uh, yeah, the hive of bees up high, it's like honey poo in the, in the blustery day or honey tree, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And so, the uh, when the officer arrived at the house, the uh, he just so happened to be, or maybe they sent him on purpose, I don't know, but he was also a beekeeper, and so 
Oh, wow. How convenient, like that Australian lady who was also a snake handler who captured that snake in the store. Yeah. And so he went to try to, excuse me, assess the situation. And by, the, you know, the fire, fire department, you know, arrives, you know. And so then uh, the, apparently the fumes, the exhaust from the fire truck, the diesel motor, uh, seems to um, aggravate and exacerbate the yeah. AMPs. And so the, the guy was stung about 10 or 20 times. <laughs> he told them to move that truck. You know, <laughs> I, I thought when you had smoke, it, would, it calmed them down. The right, right. Well, smoke, but it's like diesel fumes, apparently not. <laughs> mm. I don't know what kind of smoke. I've seen that before, you know demonstration happened on that show duck dynasty but so yeah maybe it's like okay. uh cdc smoke or something him but i think he just took like <laughs> newspaper and stuff and wrapped it around a, a stick to make like a torch but i don't know if he actually mm. soaked in anything or it's just a burning smoke from the burning paper or something i don't i'm not sure but yeah i don't know what kind of smoke they use in those little beehive managing things don't i was trying to read water. up in it to see what he did use to calm them down, it just says that uh, you know a bunch of the bees did eventually you know leave, but anytime anybody approached the house, they would get stung. But he went in to you know open up the house, you know, to where they could escape and everything. And majority of them did escape out, and it says that they gathered up the rest. But that's how they did it. They they gathered up the rest of the bees and. And Picking like, up bees and put them in the pocket. <laughs> I'd have got out the vacuum cleaner, man. It sucked. Up. <laughs> Turn off the vacuum cleaner. Sucking well, you know, head. you know, birds and the bees is how you tell kids about you know nature. Maybe they had some other birds and bees out there. Said, hey, over here. <laughs> the birds get them birds to eat the bees or something. Oh. <clears throat> Who knows? Well. Well, I, I really don't have any other stories in the sense Jill has uh, vanished on us. I know. So if she does, I guess uh, we won't we, have words. See, we don't. <laughs> so. We could, can't do our word words. I, I can go ahead and grab my uh, ask the host questions. It's just it'll be you and me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before tonight, we are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. Note number one here. I've got the top 10 list that I was going to do originally last week. <clears throat> I've got it together this week. The top 10 foods that will supposedly put you in the mood. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, the one that got munched by technology last week. <laughs> yeah. And so <clears throat> let me, uh, adjust my speed controller on my machine here back to normal it's down like negative two or something um these are uh, not anything that i would eat i wouldn't even try any of these myself because they're very weird and they're locust and they're from other <laughs> countries so here we go that being said okay Number 10 in Southeast Asia, they have a dish called soup number five. 
it's it's made out of five different ingredients. That's the name. Carrots, broth, bull penis, and testicles. <laughs> That's only four carrots, broth, bull penis, and testicles. Oh, there's two of them. <laughs> no, there's onions too. Oh, okay. Onions, carrots, broth. Penis and testicles. Yeah, I I, testicles. I think I would become vegetarian <laughs> that day. <laughs> there could be there could be four testicles. <laughs> Number nine, fugu, which we've talked about in other you know foods that I've done here recently. Fugu is it's spelled F-U-G-U, fugu. It's a Japanese puffer fish. That puffer fish. Oh. Whenever you eat the puffer fish, well, when it's cooked correctly, I think it's said to you get a numb, tingly feeling in your mouth, and it also leads to makes you arouse. Oh, okay, that's it. Okay, it does what? It fixes your bowels. No, it makes you aroused. Oh, aroused. There's a little bit more to the little <laughs> article here, but that was the end. Yeah, uh, maybe fixing your bowels would not be a good thing if you want to be aroused. But hey, <laughs> you know, think of a pepperfish. You just take a small bite, and it fills up in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> swallow it down until it goes in. Fills you Okay. Number eight is the... Uh, uh, oh, the skin and meat of a king cobra. A snake. snake meat. It, uh, the meat, I'm sure, but I wouldn't think about the skin. That would make me a belt out of that. <laughs> the meat is supposed to make you feel ready. <laughs> yeah, like a cobra, huh? Number seven is bird's nest soup. I've heard of that. And that is a, that's an Asian dish. Birds, you just take an actual bird's from, nest and boil it or something, right? It's made from the saliva of a cave dwelling swift. Bird spit. Common to Asia. You're bird eating a, an actual nest made with their spit. <laughs> Come here, bird spit in my food. Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't supposed to get turned on. Number six, caterpillar fungus. Yum, yum. Mm, can't <laughs> wait. It's the parasite that invades the brains of caterpillars. And it, they people... need some ivermectin. <laughs> and they bore they they boil it and you know, eat the larvae and stuff. No, I'm all wrong. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd be that desperate. You know, I think maybe they're lying about that. Yeah, this will get you aroused. Sure, go ahead and eat it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't want to be aroused that badly, I don't think. <laughs> <coughs> now, here's another one that's closely, you know, seen it around, heard of this one. Number five, Spanish fly. <laughs> yeah, hmm. Spanish fly is not made out of flies. It's made of crushed up beetles. 
And you eat it, and it causes your genitals to swell, and you secrete blood in your urine. Yeah. If you eat too much or ingest too much Spanish fly, it can kill you. I say blood in the urine is like a kidney stone. Seizures, <laughs> fevers, death. Yeah. And but the Spanish fly that we see. You know, in a lot of stores and things around around in the U.S. is uh, just a placebo. You know, unfortunately. <laughs> it, what's that? Roofies, the the date drug or whatever. Yeah. I think that's supposed to be a Spanish fly or something. <laughs> and let's see. Oh, number four. Balut. Oh no. <laughs> U-T. I know what that is. Balut. Um, it's a duck it's egg another. that has been semi-decomposed, uh, uh, and then you eat it. It's a, <laughs> well, a what? It's a duck egg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It says it's an Asian dish. It's a duck's egg with the fetus inside of it. Yeah, it's a fertilized duck egg that they bury and let it let it to ferment. That's the word I'm looking for. It ferments, right. and it, it, whenever you get it, it may be partly <laughs> grown, so it's all juicy. It may be somewhat grown, so you get like beaks <laughs> and feet and feathers. <laughs> <laughs> they say it tastes sweet and it's really good, but I I'll take your word for it. I know I really do not want to try it. <laughs> I'd rather swallow a pill like we do, <laughs> like you can't here in the U.S. You know? uh, <laughs> and it's supposed to be an honor. If someone serves you balut, it, it's, it's, <laughs> you're supposed to honor their house and eat that. I, I'd be like, I am so sorry. Um, oh, thank you. I know this is an honor, uh, but I must turn this down. <laughs> you, you can have mine. It's a double helping. It is my honor to have cheeseburger. <laughs> my honor to have you be honored. Here you go. <laughs> Number three has rhino horns and tiger penises. Yeah. Which is supposed to have those magical powers. Of so is that like like a uh, like a a corn dog version of, of a horny dog. You put the tiger penis on the rhino horn, dip it in batter, corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> but those are both uh, highly illegal. And I'm sure the tigers don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both on the endangered species list and very illegal. Number two. Amber grease. What grease? Amber. Amber. R and it's G-R-I-S. Oh. Grease, amber grease. It's like the from a sperm whale. Yeah. I thought maybe it had a, to do a Jurassic Park. Amber <laughs> And uh, it's from a sperm whale. And the secretions of a sperm whale. And 
Is that when they like vomit in the water and they make perfume <laughs> out of it? Oh, um, they, uh, they, uh, it's just like you know, all the other, how to, uh, that with whale hunting and stuff, or they use a lot of the oils and stuff, so fats and oils and secretions for all kinds of, stuff. but yeah, there's, there's a joke about, you know, uh, why Eskimos eat whale and blubber? Right. You would eat, you would blubber too if you had to eat whale. Uh-huh. I would eat the meat, not the fat blubber. Yeah. Um, let's see, what we number one? Oils. Number one is. <laughs> Ass's milk. What milk? A S S apostrophe S. Like, like not milk. a jackass because that's a male donkey. A, right. a, a, a jill so, ass. I think it's what they're called. A donkey. I guess a donkey would it's be the female donkey. Yeah. Right. The female donkey. The ass. Ass's milk. Like you know they they well. Well, I, I know there's some kind of Middle Eastern culture that, that milks horses and makes some kind of a wine or something out of it. They ferment. They, um, back, let's see, where's it coming? In the Arabs and Romans, they used the milk from their asses. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just use that word because their, it's biblical, their right? <laughs> the women would rub it on themselves. And they would rub it on their genitals and feel stimulated, and they would bathe in it. And Terry would come by and lick it all off. Huh? <laughs> and so their asses milk gets like, wow. So that's the top 10 foods that would put you in the mood, supposedly. That's what I call it. Supposedly. Well, you know, people take a milk bath, so I guess that. But I didn't think that, like a like any female, if they have babies, they're going to produce milk. No, yeah, any mammal. Per- they were, they were ster- sterile or something. Drink, drink your kitty cat's milk, your dog's milk, for puppies. <laughs> if you have a, if you have to make a a, a donkey though, don't, is it, you have to breed it with a horse. So you take a horse. No, a mule. The donkeys for donkeys, but a mule is what's crossbreed between donkeys and horses. It's like, I don't know. I I would, I thought, I wouldn't think they they would have milk, but I don't know. Seems like any female would be capable of producing milk after they have offspring or whatever, but. Yeah, weird stuff, man. Well, (laughs) since there's no Jill and no weird words today, uh, I do have a few questions of Ask the Host Anything. Does anyone have a question? Um, Hold on a second. Well, the first question here, which I'll have the record bots read. If you could wear a hat every day for the rest of your life, what kind of a hat would it be? If you wore a hat, you could wear a hat. Um, a baseball cap. I think. Yeah, well, I probably wouldn't choose that. I, I actually have a, I guess you call it a fishing hat I like to wear. It's actually is uh, what we would call a mil- military boonie hat with a wide floppy brim. Like the guy from MASH, <laughs> Colonel. 
Henry. Well, kind of like that. They, I don't know if they wore them in, in the Korean War. They, I know they did in the Vietnam War. They got I the mean, I'm sure Bash the guy wore. Yeah, he he actually wore a fishing hat. But yeah, something like that. Oh, right. It's a it's a floppy brim. Uh, and the reason I, I like that hat is Jungle because hat. for one, it's soft, it's flexible. You can collapse it and cram it to a pocket. Uh, but it has a wide brim. It's not like a cowboy hat that's going to be all humongous, but it, it keeps the sun off, you know, your ears and back of your head and stuff. Whereas a ball cap would just uh, shade the front. That's kind of why I would prefer that. Well, you know, maybe a fedora, it would be the, kind of a similar, but it'd be the more dressy. And, yeah. But that would be my preference, though. Certainly not a beret. Well, after thinking it through, I'd say it's probably the same thing because it makes sense. But you know, if you're, I thought you meant like you're going to put it on and never take it off, then you say, "Well, if you could wear a hat, uh, if you had to wear a hat every day, it didn't say you had to wear it nonstop. I want to work the bed. See my bonnet. <laughs> uh, but if you were going to wear a hat every day, I mean, that would be my go-to." Like in the military, the hatch, kind of hatch they had, or we had in the army, you had an inside flap that would you could flap it down, and that would go all around your ears and the back of your neck. You know, hey, um, we got Jill back in the waiting room. Oh, did, yeah, did you Jill's, guys stop a while ago, or did you keep going? You can't go on my top we, ten list. Did a top ten. <laughs> Uh, if you want, we can do the, the words. I was just starting doing the ask the host anything questions. Oh, you can do that. We can skip weird words this week if you want. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, uh, we just asked the first question. If you want to answer that, it was. If you had to wear a hat every day for the rest of your life, what type of hat would it be? A hat meaning an actual hat, or do you mean like no, uh, a hat, like a cowboy hat, a nurse's hat, a doctor's hat, oh, fireman's hat? Oh, gee, I don't helmet. like hats. A visor? <laughs> a visor? <laughs> I don't like hats. At least that way, my hair, my top of my head, because hats hold your heat in. You know, it's nice in the winter, but in the summer, you want that heat to escape. Just a visor to set the bill and the strap that goes around. Would that count as a hat? <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give it that. Sure. Um, seeing as how you just happened to pop back into the show and you missed what me and Terry said, <laughs> you'll have to wait till you listen to the show. I know I missed you? the top 10 too. The dogs ate me and pooped me out. So I'm back. Huh? And they're in the bedroom. So I ain't letting them out. <laughs> so I, I, I understand. I've heard this. Uh, a guy who had uh, a dog swallow like a, I don't know, a necklace or some kind of a jewelry when the, the dog swallowed it when it pooped it out it was nice and shiny and bright oh really now i'm shiny and bright then i guess you it was like a <laughs> jewelry cleaner. Cleaner. Yeah. i was a diamond in the rough <laughs> well there we go second rough, rough, question <laughs> if you could have any celebrity be your best friend which celebrity would you pick? Hmm. George Clooney? <laughs> Melissa McCartney, because I think she's funny. Oh, okay. I thought you'd pick George Clooney. So that way you wouldn't have to pick somebody who had a different first name. 
Oh, I'm tired. Then you'd, then you'd have a child, a husband, and a BFF named George. Mm. <laughs> kind of like your one daughter who has all kinds of boyfriends named Mike. Yeah. And now, or, but she's not married to one anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know. I wonder if, if this question means celebrities living or dead, because there's a lot of dead celebrities out there. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be really quiet right now. <laughs> yeah. I would they say. wouldn't say much. Maybe either Garth Brooks or Tim Allen. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they're both pretty funny. I mean, Tim Allen's funny. Garth Brooks is a good singer, of course. Yeah, yeah I'm not up on modern pop culture, so it's hard for me to say. I don't know who movie stars are anymore, but but I think that's right. I think Tim Allen might be a really interesting guy to be friends with. Or Jeff Foxworthy, like, he's a funny he guy. Could, yeah, he can talk like like Buzz Lightyear. To infinity and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, out of the blue collar comedy guys, I would say uh, Jeff Oxworthy, maybe Larry the Cable Guy, because I know that's his stage persona. He's not that way off stage. There's a lot of ways to say get her done. This is one get her done. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't the Larry the Cable Guy that came here, it was Scott the Cable Guy. Here's another one get her done. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're having, having cable down at your house. And here's another different way. Get her done. Now, it's hard for me to say. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I'd have to borrow Terry's answer and say Tim Allen. But anyhow, question number three. What's your favorite part of a county fair? Uh. Losing your teeth? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The food court, I would think, where all the yummy fried food is. Yeah, you know, whenever I was young, I was definitely scared of rides. I, I didn't care about the food. I, I'd go all day without eating. Well, not really, but you know, <laughs> uh, when I got older, yeah, food court, the shows, you know, they have a good singing or stage show. Yeah. My least favorite part was the stinky old animals because you couldn't yeah. even breathe in their stables it smells so bad i'm sure some horses and the hogs and the lambs and <laughs> smell like <laughs> a barnyard in here <laughs> but then you can buy a couple cows and take them to mcdonald's <laughs> yeah <laughs> and go viral on the internet with having people take pictures of them Look at all the oh. brand new sparkly farm equipment, tractors. Can you imagine buying chickens at the state fair and going through Chick-fil-A? <laughs> <laughs> or Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> a truckload of chickens. Making the, the chickens nervous in the back there. <laughs> They're laying eggs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so did Terry say what his favorite part of the fair uh, is? I, I, don't, I haven't been to a state fair since we were kids. I don't know. Well, the homecoming, like you have there, you know, South Park Santa, or I'd probably have to say like the rides too. When that's what I remember. I just, I mean, I, I still like the idea of the rides, but I'm I'm kind of big these days, you know, 
six right. foot five that's kind of tall to be sitting on some dinky little roller coaster. And of course, I weigh more than I used to back in the day. Yeah. I agree with like Joe said, go there and eat some fried butter or something. <laughs> fried okra and fried green beans and fried corn and fried taters and that. All right. Well, number four. What's the craziest thing on your bucket list? I don't like that question because I don't really have a bucket list. Well, things you want to do before you die. And you've done already the one I'm going to say. I want to jump out of an airplane with a parachute. I would I'm like sure to not die. you guys have both done that already. <laughs> I haven't. Not really. No? <laughs> no. I, I've never jumped out of a plane with a parachute. I've been in planes. I've jumped off of helicopter skids. Uh, I thought in the military that's something you guys have to do is jump out of airplanes, you know. No, only if you're an airborne fun. or green rays or something like that. Airborne or airborne rangers in the, in the army. Oh. And you have, it's a special part, you know, division. You know, certain, and, and you actually get a, a jump soldier. badge to wear when you do that. Oh. It's just like being in special forces. Not everybody can be in special forces, you know. If you watch the G.I. Jane, the movie, you know, they take a special elite people to jump out of the airplanes, and that's called airborne. Or you got well, th that's what they tell themselves we're special and elite, but really, it takes a pretty big <laughs> moron to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> oh, I think it'd be fun just to parachute just once, just like a lot of things you do it once, and if you like it, you could do it again, and if you don't, you well, that, that's why blind people don't jump out of airplanes because it scares the crap out of the dogs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, usually when you do that for the first time, and he, you're, you're strapped to an instructor, so you know you're going to live. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that one time might be all it would take. as Because, I, I don't know, to me, just weird things like that sound fun. Like you guys used to repel down the side of the cliffs. That's, I've never done that. That <laughs> yeah, sounds I've, like I've fun. repelled down the cliffs. I've repelled up would be a cliff, wonderful. believe it or not. And I've repelled off, like I said, helicopter well, skids. Just remember, just remember, Jill, if you want to jump out of, on, a, on a parachute, remember, it's like jumping from a bungee cord. You better not lie about your weight or that parachute. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you don't think I weigh 50 pounds anymore? <laughs> well, each of those cords is called 550 cord because that's how much weight they're supposed to hold. Oh, well, I don't weigh more than that, so we're fine. I weigh less Two than... Two people together, Mike. <laughs> oh. If, he, yeah. if you weighed 300 and he weighed 300, that's 600 snap. But but that's per that's <laughs> per line. And, and you, you got more than one line on your parachute. You've got at least four and probably more than that. <laughs> parachute lines are stretchy, the cords? They do. Yeah, they stretch. Oh, I didn't know bit. that. Yeah. Oh, everything will stretch a little bit, even cable. <laughs> yeah, if you put enough weight on it. <laughs> so anyway, what, what would be your guys' uh, strangest bucket list? There are several, like I said, that I'd like to try. But I have one. Um, no? So wait a minute. If a bucket well, list a is bucket something list, crazy right? to do it. before you die, I'm yeah. I'm going to say eat balut because if I never eat balut, then maybe I won't ever die. What's a balut? You missed it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. You don't want to eat that. You don't want to eat that bull penis. 
not oh. that either. No. <laughs> and if I never eat that, then maybe I won't die. So there you go. That's, that's the crazy thing for my doctor. This I'm just kidding because I, I really don't know. I I mean, I, I would. Okay, here's here's one. I, I, it'd be nice to take a uh, a vacation to just drive from coast to coast and. Yes, Pink Line, that would be a good thing to put on your bucket list. Drive yourself from coast to coast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or, you know, a road trip. You know, not, not flying, just take a road trip and just enjoy the sights. Yeah. Quote, unquote, sights. Yeah. And then we'll get your vision back. A bucket list, Jeff. That's what that means. Something you want to do? Well, I, I've walked to the house before and managed to kick something, kick a bucket. Like, oh no, Grandpa <laughs> kicked the bucket. I do that every time I walk into my office or down at the store. I say, "Oh dang, I kicked the bucket." <laughs> Found my, I just kicked the bucket. Trash can bucket. Yep. <clears throat> my that was four. So I can see it. <laughs> Do you have any crazy roommate stories? Oh, oh yeah. Now, I don't know if that means crazy stories about your roommate, uh, crazy roommate stories about one. <laughs> what constitutes a roommate? You got one. <laughs> a roommate or spouse? You know, a roommate a spouse is a roommate. So that's yeah. What... Well, that's a good question because a spouse would be a roommate. But I'm thinking a roommate means not uh, someone you're not married to. Uh, whether the same sex or opposite, I don't know. And none of us have any. None okay, of us well, have this, any roommates. This, I got I got one that happened a while back when I was up at Icree Woods. I had a roommate staying there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say her name, but because I don't have her permission, but we could call her Lucifer, I guess. But her first name. She uh, had a strange accent. I don't know what you'd call it, but a lot of people couldn't understand what she would say. And they would always ask me, what is she saying? And being in the room with her, not really 24-7, because, of course, you're not in your room all day when you're being trained, you know, how to become blind and how to live with stuff. But, uh, yeah, I got to where I could understand her for the most part. So I usually did have to translate for her. You were the interpreter, huh? Yeah, but there was a couple times she would say something, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to say it again. And she'd say it three or four times, and what she was saying was, one of the classes you take is home mechanics, which teaches you how to, we built boxes, but they talk about fuse boxes and even simple things like changing light bulbs and anything home mechanically. And she asked me once how I liked that class, but the way she said it, I could not figure out what the woman was saying. <laughs> Four or five times later, I finally said, oh, the class you're talking about. She said, yeah, the, the class you take in the basement, because it was in the basement of the the building and and so i had to say yeah i like it because i built this box by myself you know hammering in the nails and sanding and varnishing and attaching the latch and you know there is a teacher and he watches and makes sure you do everything okay and but it was fun but yeah, yeah. that would be my strange roommate story is the fact yeah. that and your comment about changing better. the light bulbs made me think of the joke how many blind people does it take to change a light bulb <laughs> what there's a light bulb <laughs> anyway. well, I tried to have one, I guess, when, when I was going to get my guide dog, I issued you your dog, and I said, here's your dog, go back to your room, 
shut your door and uh, get to know your dog. And so I did. I went to my room and the rooms were doors, one close to your bed and one close to your roommate's bed. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, so we both had the doors shut. And then I got on the floor and was playing with my dog and I took him off the leash. As soon as I did, oh, he just started running around the room, jumping on my bed and everything, just wild and free. Doing all the things the bad dog should not want to do. <laughs> and, right. But my roommate, he, you know, I'm down there playing with my dog, Patty, and you go, and at, after a few minutes, he settled down, come, we petted, got to know each other, whatever. My roommate, he just hooked his dog to the wall, laid down on his bed, and took a nap. That's, that's stupid. They're crazy. You're supposed to be bonding with your dogs, and mm-hmm. uh, so kind of the story you know he yeah, really. bond with well, his dog like he's supposed to but uh, of course you know with roommates i mean i got married early on i mean i literally moved out of the house went to boot camp came back got married so i didn't really don't have a air quotes roommate exactly or when life. you was at boot camp you had roommates didn't you but yeah in the military of course you you have deployments and so you are out somewhere else in the world and you live in the barracks sometimes and I don't, this isn't exactly a crazy roommate story, but this, this is three little snapshots of the guy that I've shared, uh, the, you know, the bunk with, and he, uh, was, he was a biker and before he left, uh, to go in the military, he knew that he couldn't bring his Harley Davidson with him. And he knew if he left it back home in Pennsylvania, where he was from, his dad and brother would be riding it all the time. So he took it apart in little tiny pieces and put it on his bed. <laughs> so when he got home, he could put it back together thinking he knew nobody would be writing it but him. Well, that's funny. And he also one day was out for a jog. And he, you know, he's a, kind of an athletic guy. And to make things more difficult, he'd do his little you know, two or three mile run with ankle weights on. No. I think two and a half or five pounds, I don't know which, per foot. And so at the end, towards the end of his jog, he's kind of coming back towards the barracks and he's like, oh yeah, we're getting close. And in a burst of excitement, he jumped up and did a roundhouse karate kick and kicked a stop sign. Now that's impressive, but without having ankle weights on. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive even if you weren't out for a run but he, he did it towards the end of his run with ankle weights on and he wow. says well, you can't believe it the stupid major came up and he told me not to do that anymore i'm like <laughs> well listen to the major stop. guy <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't be kicking stop signs i guess i don't know maybe he was jealous <laughs> the sign says stop yeah. so i stopped and kicked it the third thing about this guy is he was really into stereo equipment and he they had this magazine called stereo review it's, it's basically a catalog full of all kinds of top-notch stereo equipment and he would go through and you know a lot of people were like i'm going to buy this matching set the receiver and the amplifier and the preamp and the turntable they all look the same they're all like the same all in this little cabinet 
Well, he he wouldn't do that. He he picked out you know the top the best uh, each component, and he just had this whole big old stacked up stereo system, his little dream child. What he did is he took some scissors and he cut the pictures out of the catalog and and taped them to the inside of his wall locker. So that this is the stereo system I'm going to buy. This will, he would just go through on and on about how precise audio is. It's, it's going to be awesome sound. He's like he put on imaginary headphones, reached over and hit the power button, and just nod his head, yeah, yeah, like you're listening to music. <laughs> like, dude, you're nuts. That's funny because a lot of you know girls will take pictures of cute movie stars and put them in their lockers or. They even put it, you know, on their bedroom walls or whatever. And he had a cute stereo system and inside of his stereo system. <laughs> and, and again, in military, you think of guys with a pinup girl inside the wall locker. Nope, he had the stereo system. <laughs> 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 he was he was awesome, dude. He was he had a little crazy side going on. That sounds like it. So that's all I got for the questions. So since you're back, if you want to do the weird words of the week. Or we can move well, is on. Is it to... getting kind of long? The show? Should we just go on into? I can skip those if it's Anchor getting long. Huh? Go on. I we mean, can skip them guys. if you I want, or we can it, just so do oh. do our anchor topic. What's our anchor topic? Our anchor topic is orientation mobility. Now let's do the words. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you guys. the O&M is, here's, here's the topic. You can tell me we can either do it or go back and do the words first. Uh, a week or two back on the Heinz call, they did one called improving your cane technique. And I thought, oh, okay, well, it's something at least to write down to talk about. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know how much we can say on the topic. Uh, I thought you said I thought you said improving your tongue technique. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> French kissing, yeah. How's that for orientation, baby? <laughs> and foods we gotta eat to put you in the mood. Okay. Anyway, just being funny. Yeah. Trying to be funny. Okay, go ahead. But yeah, so I the, think we should. To me, I would go ahead and go on with the anchor topic. I can use my weird words next week. That's fine. Yeah, they won't go stale. Nope. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's focus in on cane technique. Uh, now, before we were blind, of course, we had a grandma and some uncles, and you watched them with her cane. Okay, there's a grandma. She's just swiping back and forth, back and forth. And you, you just kind of know that they, you have to sweep because you got to – you know, make sure you don't run into something but you don't really know why you're going back and forth or you don't necessarily realize that she's sweeping <laughs> left <laughs> or she steps <laughs> right sweeping yeah, they're actually steps doing left. it in a certain way right there's more than just tap 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 tapping right yeah and, and i know people who do that they'll just be be walking and they'll be just like tap 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 it's like <laughs> you, you like to go and walk 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 what you're going like no no why do you do that for that's just a waste of energy what uh, and so there is a rhyme and reason to the technique and there is a proper technique Uh, another for instance whenever i first uh was legally blind of course i'm high partial i i can see plenty but once in a while i'd have trouble seeing contrast or distances and then you're walking with a cane um, and you're trying to do the, you know, sweep 
left, step right, and vice versa with the left foot. But sometimes you don't always, um, and you get sloppy, and you hold your cane wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is what they told me. Your cane, okay, you put your arm around to where your hand is, like, right by your belly button, so it's an extension, and you're just doing your wrist back and forth, not your whole arm, so your arm don't get worn out. And as you're stepping forward, it's like you're kicking your cane to the other side each time. So yeah. imagine kicking something and pushing it the other way so that it's always feeling in front of that foot before it steps there. Right. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does make sense. And the, the first question I have when I first heard that technique is Go ahead. I, I can't count the number of times I got my cane tip caught in a crack. And if oh, I yeah. hold, hold my hand in front of my belly button, am I going to impale myself doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to do that. Right. But if you hold your arm to the side and try to do your whole arm back and forth, your arm's going to get tired and you're not going to feel right in front of where you're at. You're going to feel more to the side. So you might end up walking crooked instead of going straight. Right. And, and if you think about like a car windshield wiper... Uh, like if you have like the little joint where it pivots on, mm -hmm. it's, let's say it's straight up and down and it's, it's, it swipes down towards the body of the car and it slides back up. Well, you're just getting a little wedge of clear window space. You have like a whole corner of your window that's not even being touched. Now, if you had that, that wiper and you set that, that pivot point, like say right in the middle of the windshield, and you had a wiper that would go back and forth, and you're going all the way left, up, all the way right. And so you're clearing off more of your windshield when you do that way. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what happens whenever you hold your elbow next to your hip and you're just swiping. You, you, you got good clearance when you swipe right for your right foot, but as you swipe left, there's a bit of distance there where you're not being uh, detecting for your left foot right uh, correct i mean not right correct <laughs> yeah so this, this is a, the big reason why you it's really important to hold it in the center uh, as you and slide. then a lot of times like you're saying sometimes you're out in public and sidewalks aren't level and you do get stuck on a crack that's why they tap and then lift just a little. You don't want to lift too much because you might miss that and then it'll trip you. But in a building, I'll leave it on the floor because they make the roller tip as what I have on my cane and I don't even pick it up, which sometimes yeah. outside I won't pick it up, but then it does get stuck on the crack. So I do try to just pick it up a little bit. And yeah, swipe on it a smooth floor, like indoors, there's no reason why you should ever have it jam your belly. Because there's not, not a lot for a snag on, maybe it's a threshold on a door or something. Right. Um, but outdoors, you, you, you can glide it back and forth on a sidewalk, but you have to be aware. You, you don't want to press on the pavement. You, you just want to be aware you want your tip to glide across the top of it. And, you know, there's a thing in baseball where you're swinging at the bat and if you break your wrist, meaning, you know, you 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 move your wrist while you're swinging the bat, well, that's considered to be, you know, a strike. You, you, if you missed the ball, you would have got a strike. But if you didn't break your wrist, then that's, you, know, you would get a ball because you didn't really swing that far to make your wrist move. Okay. Well, whenever you have a cane, you want to have your, uh, wrist pivot 
on you know your wrist to prevent carpal tunnel for one thing to make it easier but it's also easier to break the position of your wrist so when that crack hits <laughs> you can quickly uh, move that handle up and out of the way or to the side and out of the way to block you know, being impaled <laughs> i've had that happen a couple times where it's it, like it, ah. it does happen yeah. yeah but but it doesn't take a lot of practice and you get used to you know the muscle memory and you can feel your hand is right where it should be right there from the belt buckle uh, and you can feel when you start to get lazy and it drifts over. It's like, um, I'm starting to kick things with, with my left foot. I better move <laughs> yeah. it back over. Right. So that's, that's, a, that's probably the, the, the biggest thing about cane technique is holding that center position. Right. And knowing how to, you know, just pivot your wrist. You know, this, this pivot. You don't need to move your hand around. You don't need to swing your arm because uh, the more the more movement the more tired you're going to get and it is and people that are new at it you'd be really surprised the information that your cane can give you when you do leave it on the floor the different feelings like of the concrete the linoleum the carpet of course each one you can tell yeah. with the because it just rubs across there differently the course the linoleum is slicker the concrete's kind of you know, or if it's a carpet, carpet runner, you can feel mm -hmm. it gets rough, or you can feel the edge where the carpet runner meets the linoleum. Uh, if there's yeah. texture on the floor, because uh, like I put the, the hospital, they have, I don't know if it's a parquet wood floor, but there's a texture to it. And you can actually stay lined up because you get used to how the grain and the wood is going. And that actually helps to orient you. You know, you're not like veering off to the edge yeah they, they told me that too at the sidewalks in the cities you know there's different squares and if you find that certain crack you can't you can just keep swiping back and forth across it and go oh yeah okay i'm going to stay lined up with this crack right here right and so that's just a little bit about you know cane technique and those are some of my my biggest and best tips on that is making sure you know what that good position is and what it feels like and using yeah as few muscles as possible because hey if you got a long way to walk you don't want to be tired out from swinging your arm back and forth and if you're yeah. using your arm you may you may be swinging too wide on the sidewalk if you start swinging wide and there's other people on the sidewalk you're going to be smacking people's feet around <laughs> right you just want to sweep swipe back and forth just enough to cover your where your feet are going to go but not like you know take a machete and blaze a trail to the jungle or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was something too that I know my instructor once told me. She says, okay, if I asked you, you know, to point in front of you, how would you do that? And I was standing there at my cane and I pointed with my finger and she said, okay, that's great. I said, why? How else would you point? And she said, some people, when I ask them that, they use their cane and they lift it up and point in that direction. And she says, you yeah. don't know who's in front of you. You might be stabbing somebody. With you might cane. just goose somebody. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I, you know, that was something that you want to keep in mind. Don't use your pet cane as a pointer. You know, if somebody says, you know, I don't know. I don't remember what she said. She just said, you know, how, what, how would you point? And well, my yeah. finger that way. <laughs> you know, there's another thing along that line uh, on the cane handle is a flat spot. Now, if you have a folding cane, it doesn't really make that much difference because 
the folds your cane may recombine in different ways but it's handy to always grab that flat spot in the same way and you point your finger down the cane so it's almost like you're literally using your finger to touch where you want the cane to go on the sidewalk and it helps control where that you put that cane tip because it's, it's like having an extended pointer finger <laughs> but yeah if you're going to point to where's the bus stop over there you know you don't want to like wave your cane over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah you might poke somebody with it in a place you don't they don't want to be poked or like you said in their butt or, or just use your fingers <laughs> as when somebody asks you if, you know <laughs> <Cheers back. laughs> yeah. well you missed it you missed it it's over we're done <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about cane technique. Do you have any tips? The tips are on the end of the cane. <laughs> <laughs> and there are many different tips to choose from. You know, I like the I have marshmallow. I have the rolling marshmallow. That's what I like. That's what I always used to get. But um, for the last few years, I just got basically a pencil tip back on there again. And I mean, the difference is a pencil tip is just you know, a straight the actual tip is about maybe three to four inches long to make it that long so as you are swiping it down the street it, it does wear away and so you get some like uh, material to wear off <laughs> yeah. it's just a straight tip the the marshmallow tip is it's similar to that it's just got a bigger rounder it's like a marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, about like the size of a marshmallow, but it doesn't necessarily roll, but it's designed that way to help prevent getting caught in a crack. Uh, the rolling ones are like a marshmallow, but they do roll, and it's like moving a wheel back and forth, so it's, you, you, it'll glide over rough spots yep. and sidewalks better. Then they make a big one that either have, will have a ball on it or a, a wheel that literally like rolls side to side. So again, I got one of those. They say that's for the grass because the grass, yeah. if you walk a lot in the grass, I, I have one. I don't think I've used it, but once or twice. Yeah, those, those, if you are for rough territory grass and rough gravel and stuff, you really don't want to use those. Indoors. You said rough, rough. The dogs are talking <laughs> rough, rough. Can you hear them? Yeah, I actually had one like a ball on my cane before. <laughs> Normally, you walk down the hallway and you let's say you swipe left, and then you kind of when you swipe right, you just kind of go tap just on the baseboard to make sure you're you're still walking next to the wall. So, but you had this big old round tip, and it's like a wrecking ball. Swipe, swipe, swipe. swipe. It's like I'm not hitting the wall that hard. I'm just touching it. <laughs> really, but it sounded like, like a wrecking ball. Wow. I didn't use That's, that one for radio. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, there's oh. cane tips, so we can move on to. Uh, oh yeah, we have an email to read this week. Oh. I stepped into my living room and then I got lost. I had to <laughs> listen to you guys talking so I could find my way back in. You, 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 you should have had your cane. <laughs> you, you were you got lost in a time warp and you were on the on the battle star or something and. <laughs> Retrobots had to help you get out. Anyway, uh, here's an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? It says, 
hello there, host of my favorite podcast. <laughs> this person already. Yeah. From our only listener, our only listener. Uh, uh, this is Julia. I have a story to tell to you from my early days as being a salesperson. <laughs> Years ago, I worked at a men's retail shop. We had a suit that had been in the store for as long as I could remember. It had been marked down several times, but no buyers. One day, when the manager came back from lunch, he saw that I had bandages and gauze wrapped around my hands. Before I gave him a chance to ask about the bandages, I told him, I have some very good news for you. I finally sold that ugly old suit we had them for. He asked, you mean that repulsive, ugly, pink and blue thing? That's the one, I told him. The manager told me, I thought we would never get rid of that suit. But you got to tell me, why are your hands bandaged? Well, after I sold the guy the suit, his guide dog bit me. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of suit do you wear, Terry, anyway? (laughs) First day. (laughs) So it is pink and blue. Pink and, oh, that was purple. It is repulsive. <laughs> that was red and purple. Well, that'd be awful too. Red purple suit. Anyway, says from Julia Sepe, Dog House Junction, California. <laughs> so that's all we got for our emails today. We mm. have final thoughts. We do have final thoughts. There was a frog that got his DNA tested. He was part English, part Irish, and a little tadpole. (laughs) (laughs) Multicultural. (laughs) Why don't eggs tell jokes? They'd crack each other up. Saw that one coming. Yeah. (laughs) I have a thought of the day. Penguins were to the prom. Uh, I don't know. Nothing. Tuxedos, uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're already dressed for it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I used this one last week or not, but last night I accidentally drank a bottle of invisible ink. I'm in the hospital now waiting to be seen. Yeah, good one. I don't trust theirs. They're always up to something. If Samuel L. Jackson was elected president, every day would be a swearing in. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's known for that, huh? Definitely. Oh, oh yeah. My my husband told me my underwear was was too tight and revealing, so I told him to wear his own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all he ought to do. 
Yeah. What do you call with somebody with no body and no nose? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Well, hey, the, you know, I'm in a good book about bodybuilding. It's yeah. Frankenstein. This one. <laughs> a book about bodybuilding is called Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Building uh, bodies. <laughs> mad scientist who built the body. Yeah. <laughs> So that's all I got for some final thoughts. So this, this is where we say so long. See you next time. This is your host signing off, saying thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and come back and listen to more. Yeah. And, uh, Our listenership kind of dwindled this last well, oh. it goes up and down as long as it uh, bounces back up, it'll be all right. It's right, slide <laughs> off. Uh, Come on now, we're funny. Why don't you, you like us? Tell you us. Leave us a We're not as funny as that story show, though. Yeah, well, yeah, they've been around they. longer. We're, we're new. Yeah. So there's probably that. We're new. Yeah, well, new. Um, not by age, I suppose. <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny dot com.